and welcome to the Mission Mindset, the Alpha Ireland podcast with me, John Quinn, and I'm delighted to welcome back Dominic Parham. There it's we go. Back, John, great to be back. It's great to have you. Thanks so much for coming along again. Well, uh, I, you know, I, I, I have to say I missed it. You know, I, my life wasn't quite complete without talking to you about, about mission. Uh, so it's good to be here. Well, you're in the right place then. Uh, this is very good. If you wanted to talk about tea cakes, we'd have to do a different podcast. But thankfully, you're in the right place for this. You've one. just so, given me an idea. <laughs> uh, the, tea, the tea cake mindset. Uh, yeah, exactly. So that can be our next one. Um, anyway, we are here and we're excited uh, to be able to chat about a few things. It's youth. It's something that people are passionate about today. We're, we're excited. We're going to be talking a little bit later on to uh, Liam Burke of Youth for Christ in Ireland. The title is Connecting Church with Youth. Dominic, is that important? Well, it's it's hugely important. We all know it's important, but then we all have a different idea of what we mean when we talk about connecting youth into church. So on the one hand, you're saying, well, we need to make the church more friendly to youth. But that could mean anything, John. It could mean anything from, well, let's have a, if you're, you know, having a, a service or a mass, let's have a youth one. Or it could mean let's have events for youth. But I think in general, what we really are trying to talk about is finding environments where youth can feel connected to their faith. And we know from doing this for years and years in different settings, you and I, and particularly through our experience with Alpha, that youth need an environment where they can explore the deeper questions of life that is trustworthy, that carries them a bit, that has leadership connected to it, someone who's older, who can guide them somewhat. And we know from a very interesting Barna research study done in 2017 by friends of ours, commissioned by Christ in Youth, that it's someone walking with a young person and staying with them and journeying with them that keeps them connected to their faith. So, I mean, I'm a huge advocate uh, of what Liam does and what Youth for Christ are doing because they're so good at inviting youth into a, a place where they can actually have an environment to explore the questions of faith, whether it's running Alpha, whether it's building relationships with other uh, people in an environment that they're able to feel a bit safe and they're able to sort of uh, feel a bit not weird asking deeper questions. So it's, it's hugely important. It's an interesting one because in the podcast, in the conversation I'm having with Liam, we kind of mentioned that's a really difficult pitch, the idea of doing youth ministry, because it's like you're going to do all this investment uh, of time and probably resources, especially around the likes of safeguarding. And you're never quite sure if this is actually going to, uh, you know, come to any fruition that you will see at the time. But that doesn't in any way, shape or form undermine just how vitally important that work is, as you say, the Barner research pointing to someone walking with a young person being so vitally important to that person's uh, expression of faith later in life. Yeah, I think that's right. And one thing about youth work, and John, you and you will remember this, is you could give a young person at the age of 14 a sort of talk about faith or talk to them about their, their faith and teach them something. You have to do the same thing when they're 16. You might have to do the same thing when they're 17. And only certain things are kind of sticking, but it's more the relationship you have with them and the way that they're able to make certain decisions about who they are and that they could believe in Christ, in Jesus, that they could be Christian at those younger ages when their minds are open to it. Those, those are the important elements. And I think those need to be sought after in environments where you can do them. And I think that disconnects us a little bit from this talk of just getting people to go to church services and gets us more into the question of how do we relate to people how do we find ways of building environments where we can 
And that's vitally important for the church. We really have a responsibility not just to, you know, shove our heads in the sand and say, well, let's make this a bit more friendly, what we already do. We have to think about uh, doing things in a different way so that those things are possible. Well, you talk about the how, and that's exactly what we do with Liam Burke of Youth of Christ Ireland. So we're going to be talking about connecting church with youth. So now is the time. If you're going out for a walk, uh, let's get the shoes on. Maybe you're doing the 100 days of walking that people started the new year with, or maybe you're just sitting down with a cup of tea, grab a biscuit uh, and do that. So here we go uh, with Liam Burke of Youth for Christ Ireland and connecting church with youth. Excellent. Well, I'm really uh, excited to be joined today by uh, Liam Burke of Youth for Christ Ireland. Liam, it's brilliant to have you on. How's it going? Yeah, good. Brilliant to be here. Doing really well. Um, it's lovely and sunny today here where I am. So enjoy Excellent. Excellent. Enjoy that while you can. It'll, it'll be gone soon. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's really great to have you along. Uh, Liam, you work for Youth for Christ Ireland. Uh, you're based in the Midlands. Can you just tell us a little bit about Youth for Christ Ireland, if there are people who uh, maybe aren't aware of it? What is it that you guys do? Yeah, well, um, Youth for Christ, uh, Youth for Christ Ireland is part of the wider uh, Youth for Christ International family, which is in uh, about 120 different countries around the world. Um, uh, some uh, uh, big nations where they've got tons of programs, other just pioneer nations where they've got a few programs. Um, we're we're a pioneer nation here in Ireland, um, and uh, it was just uh, just a fun fact about it. Billy Graham was the first full time evangelist for uh, um, Youth for Christ um, back in the sort of fifties or sixties or something. Um, and esteemed company that you are in, Liam. Esteemed company, seriously, yeah. So just in Youth for Christ Ireland, uh, it's been on and off over the past probably forty or fifty years. Originally. In the 60s, Youth for Christ Ireland, um, Youth for Christ started, started in Ireland, um, but then was sort of um, stopped for a number of years uh, and was restarted in the early 2000s, about 2001 or so. Um, was continued right up until about 2012, I believe, and then started again in 2015 um, under new leadership. Um, Simon Marriott and um, I took over leadership in so 2021. Excellent. You're in a position of leadership in 2021. Thankfully, the world is as easy as it's ever going to be for you. Uh, so what a time to take over. Uh, we'll chat a little yeah. bit around uh, the kind of the challenges of leadership, because actually I think that's something that will be uh, really interesting for uh, a lot of people to, to hear on it. But you have had um, an interesting journey, obviously, with everything that's kind of going on at the moment. And Youth for Christ does some uh, incredibly uh, great work. You guys are based in the Midlands at the moment. Could you talk a little bit around the kind of the design of the Midlands hub that you have there and what it is that you're trying to do? Yeah, so I, I talked a lot about there that the history of YFC, I suppose even what we do, our purpose really is to um, just be, we're just called to, to, to young people to tell the good news of Jesus, bring the love and light of Christ um, to young people around Ireland. Um, we, run, we have a hub, um, a youth hub in um, Mullingar. Uh, it's a sort of a youth centre where our mission basically is to all the all the churches is an outreach for all the churches to reach all the young people in the town um, and youth for christ facilitate that um, we feel called to bridge the gap between the church and the young people if you if you don't know anything about the church um, you probably know that generally it's associated with probably an older age group um, but we feel that we we're obviously know that we're called the churches for every human being um, to no, come to know Jesus. The reason we're in Mullingar, uh, for a number of reasons, I guess, is firstly, um, it's right in the centre of Ireland. Uh, secondly, I guess, it's, you know, west of Dublin, a lot, of, a lot is in Dublin. Now, Dublin's only an hour away, um, but we just feel called to the centre of Ireland. Um, and I suppose the third reason is there was a really strong Churches Together movement 
in, in Mullingar here. And it, it was easy to see that God was really doing something already in Mullingar. And we just had to join him in what he was already doing. It's a really interesting thing about kind of going where you see unity already happening. It's amazing that when the foundations like that are already in place, it becomes a lot easier, doesn't it, to be able to kind of build upon that? It hasn't been easy, but you've certainly felt the Lord's blessing, I guess, on what we've been doing. And I, and we we don't claim ownership of that. We just credit that to years and years of prayer and ministry that's gone on from all the churches. Really uh, important work. That kind of facilitation, almost the midwifery uh, between yeah. young people and the church and how important that is and insane challenges that you have as well, kind of doing it. Can you, and like, obviously, you don't, I think everybody could kind of guess the the more stressful parts of it or, or the challenges they can kind of be aware of it. Can you speak a little bit about some of the, the opportunities that you're seeing uh, in the role that you're in there? Are young people happy to see you like is there opportunities out there especially kind of outside of the the pale as it were uh, in Ireland is there opportunities for young people and the church to connect yeah uh, it's that's it's a really 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 good question it's something that I've all a question that I've always struggled with because uh, in some ways I want to uh, you, you see statistics and you, you you read into statistics about you know young people not being interested all that stuff um, you then meet with young people and that some young people are genuinely interested and you like to think that they're genuinely interested in and the gospel and, and um, faith and all that stuff. And then you read the Bible and you see that, well, you know, like God, Jesus wants to reach every person, every nation. And so you're assuming, well, the, the gospel is for everyone. Uh, but sometimes you meet with people and yeah, there's a hunger. Other times you meet with young people and, and it's like, no, I couldn't care less, you know? Um, so it's a really, a really good question. I think uh, what we see, certainly when you examine the culture, the moment uh, and the time we're in, and something that we um, identified um, as part of our ministry was, I guess, the breakdown in family um, that's across the board. And um, it's not just Ireland. Uh, it's not just... Um, uh, this part of the world it seems to be across the world especially the western world um, with um, you know break, the breakdown of family and I suppose when we identified that we saw that there was um, a real need for mother and father figures in people's lives um, and so one of the verses that we've really held on to is at the end of the New Testament and it's uh, Malachi 4 6 which talks about the spirit of Elijah and God returning the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers yeah we just feel this um calling to step i guess stand in the gap in many different ways um but we really just see ourselves as spiritual surrogate parents sort of holding the hands of god and holding the hand of young people and try i guess trying to stand in a gap and bring them together to answer your question i guess there's a real there is a genuine hunger there but there's also a lot of obstacles when it comes to talking to young people about issues of faith because of what they maybe hear or see in the media, because of what they associate, maybe granny doesn't like their lifestyle. Granny goes to mass uh, regularly and uh, they associate Christianity then with being kind of anti-lifestyle yeah. or, or anti things yes. just being about rules yes. and that kind of thing. Anti that person, you know, and obviously we're trying to present a gospel, which is very much, you know, Jesus loves you. God loves you. And yeah, your lifestyle may, may not be exactly appropriate but whose lifestyle was appropriate when they came to jesus you know um, yeah, yeah. so yeah i hope that answers all, all who all who stand in the light you know what i mean we yeah. all the shadows get shown up pretty quickly don't exactly. they? Yeah. um within that 
it's a really interesting thing you say, that idea of being a surrogate parent, that idea of kind of standing in the gap and trying to hold both the church and young people at the same time. That You can imagine that there's a tension in there because yeah. sometimes it feels like the church in some ways wants one thing and the young people want another thing. And so it can be really difficult um, to kind of be in that middle space. But I suppose the, the key comes to that is from what I'm hearing, I presume that relationship with the young people and relationship with the church are at the center of that in order to try and build some area of trust. Is that correct? Yeah, definitely. Someone once said you can't do ministry in Ireland without being relational. Um, and I think that's really true. You can't barge in and expect doors to open and uh, things to happen, especially being an organization, I suppose, you know, mentioned names like Billy Graham and, and stuff. And uh, maybe this kind of big international organization, you maybe feel like, people might feel like they're just kind of trying to break down doors and, and trying to do their own thing. So definitely relationship with churches has been so, so, so key. And as we've got to know pastors, priests, we've seen a genuine hunger for, for them to really get down on young people's levels and to really uh, get in the, the mess with them. And then obviously relationship with young people, like uh, Simon, who is, um, I talked about my predecessor in this role, He's, he once said something along the lines, trust being the currency with the young people. Um, and uh, you, 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 as we, we build relationship with teenagers um, in whatever area we work in schools, communities, churches, trust is so important. And uh, you, you build trust by giving, kind of giving it away. Uh, you, you, you're able to share, to hear their lives if, you, if they can hear your lives. And that even leads into another just scripture of uh, like sharing life with one another. In, I think it's First Thessalonians um, chapter two, so something like that. I'm probably misquoting it. Um, so Thessalonians somewhere. Um, but we not only share the gospel of God, but also our lives with you. And that's that relational aspect that Paul is talking about, where he, he, sh he shared life, he shared meals, he shared everything with um, the people that he was ministering to. And in the same way, we as YFC, we're, we're trying to be not e even people that have all the answers or want to do all the right things. We just want to get into the kind of mess and be present in our lives. Um, and, and that goes back then just to spiritual surrogate parenting. Like parents don't always have all the answers for their kids. Um, they don't always have, they don't always know what they're doing. Um, and I think, but they, they get into the, the mess with their kids, they get into life with them, they share life, they share meals, and they just learn alongside them uh, as they go through life. Um, I'm sure, you know, you can relate, like when, when you have kids, you don't know what you're doing first, you know? Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> it can be messy. Yeah, it, it's, it's a hell of a pitch, isn't it? Um, <laughs> asking a, a church who might be struggling institutionally or might be struggling because of how the handbrake has just had to be pulled up uh, on everything that they've known uh, over the past 18 months it's a hell of a pitch to say oh and by the way it's it's time to kind of get down and messy and over here and try and really kind of get involved in it and there's so many reasons that churches might run the other way from youth ministry or, or from looking at young people and you know safeguarding and on the historical nature of everything that's kind of going on in our culture and that kind of thing there seems to be so many reasons for churches either to say, I'm not ready, I'm not able, I'm not necessarily willing just yet, not necessarily, I think, out of any sense of um, unwillingness, but just kind of just because of all the things that we just spoke about there. Mm -hmm. Is it worth it, though? You know, you're spending time on the ground with young people. Do you think it's worth it for churches to turn their faces back towards youth and try and find some way 
of reaching out to them. Would you say that it's worth it? Absolutely. I think it's impossible to continue this gospel message without it because God wants us to go from generation to generation and he wants the gospel to move from generation to generation and he wants generations to come together so they they are a people group which are nearly difficult are, are very it's, it's it's kind of it's it's one thing to send money to another country and support missions but it's a different thing to look out to your community and say well hey the young people don't have anywhere to hang out the young people don't have any, don't know what to do. They don't, you know, even to play a game of football with them. I don't know, something. Uh, and to just be present in their lives and to have conversations about the, sometimes even the difficult questions. Um, it's it's so, so important because who else is going to do it? Yeah, like th- this country is an, is an interesting one, I think, because well, I look around, around Ireland and you've got this big city of Dublin, but then you've got these smaller towns. You know, maybe there's a, there could just be a handful of young people in that town. Um, and I say, you know, maybe one secondary school, two secondary schools of, you know, um, less than a thousand young people. And it's not meant that they'll grow up and they'll probably go to college in a city and they, then they might go off and they might leave Ireland. They might go somewhere else in the world. But to invest in them before that moment, to just pour out yourself into them before they so that they could grow up to even just to make the right decisions is so important. Jigsaw uh, talk about uh, the company or the government uh, organization talk about one good adult in, in a person's life um, can really change their lives and I believe they say it's not even including a parent I think one good adult other than a parent I could be wrong with, about that um, but one good adult in a young person's life can completely change their life um, and I experienced that growing up as well I my parents are brilliant um, but I had one or two other phenomenal adults youth workers that almost parental figures who invested time into me by just talking to me you know by just hanging out with me just spending time and just loving me and it completely it changed my life and yeah. uh, they didn't even know they probably to this day they don't even know maybe what they've done to the extent of what they've done but um it's really it, again you kind of come back to that sense of it being um <clears throat> a crazy business pitch is that yeah. we want you to invest in these people you mightn't actually see <laughs> any returns on it um welcome to my job <laughs> yeah but isn't that it i mean this is it's you cannot get any more countercultural yeah. uh for the gospel than this do you know like we're, we're living in a society that is so about okay you do this as long as you can get x back or you know what i mean it's all about influence and it's all about kind of what you can get back from people but actually the gospel is countercultural and the gospel tells us that we need to love our neighbors uh as ourselves and, and to kind of love the lord our god even more and so how do we do that when you're just pouring yourself into people and you don't know if you're going to get anything back. And actually, isn't that the mark of a true Christian when you're pouring time, energy, love and investment into someone who actually cannot repay you because of yeah. the stage of life that they're at or because of whatever yeah. it is. And that's kind of the, the true gospel message. Yeah, that is totally. So one of the areas I think that will be interesting um, around that, you know, obviously kind of we're talking about relationality with young people and that kind of thing. You guys um, have used Alpha uh, with, yeah. with the young people. Could you just tell us a little bit about your experience of that? Yeah, so Alpha um, really ties into that, uh, I guess, um, sort of terrible business pitch um, of, uh, for me, just Youth Alpha. Like, I've, I've been on Adult Alphas and I've been on Youth Alphas. And you really, with Adult Alpha, it's, it's so encouraging. Like, it's just, you know, you just, especially like you get to the, the Holy the weekend, the Holy Spirit Day, Holy Spirit Weekend, whatever you call it. You get to that moment and you're praying for people and they're just experiencing the Lord. And it's so encouraging, you know. 
Um, but on youth alpha, it's just, it's, it's so difficult, <laughs> you know, like they just, it just doesn't, just doesn't sink in, you know, um, almost. It looks like it doesn't sink in. And my team, uh, the guys I work with will know this. I'm, I'm constantly saying like, how do we, how do we make this more effective and stuff? And they're constantly having to say to me, no, Liam, look, we're, we're, we're just doing what the Lord's asked us to do. We're sowing our seeds, we're, we're doing the thing. And I'm like, no, we need to make this more effective. We need to see more fruit with young people, you know? Um, and I really have to hold myself back because I spent the last four or five years um, running alphas um, with young people and uh, so in the past year just just give you an idea like just in one town we managed to run alpha with over 200 young people um, and it's amazing. Uh, yeah just in Mullingar here and um, it's phenomenal just watching them on the journey I think uh, there's also a difference between no offense to guys or anything there's also a difference between guys and girls and it you know and sort of maturity especially when they're young people and uh, but having conversations with them is so awkward sometimes, you know, and it's so difficult. But you just you just go and you sit in your group and you you, you work through, um, you know, uh, life and Jesus and the cross and forgiveness and um, the Bible and prayer and all that stuff right down to healing. And then they're like, what? You know? um, all this sort of evil, you know, like what? <laughs> they're they're very confused um, with some of it, you know. But you just work through through it with them and um every weekend you, you you really don't see much fruit you really don't um but it's those little nuggets you get um and you just leave it and you trust the lord with it and that's what we've seen time after time after time uh, we've just seen like lit, just little nuggets just maybe every year just one or two stories that we can come away with we would love to we would love to hear 200 stories every year hmm. uh 200 transformed lives um uh, there just one comes to mind I was just having a bad day once and I was just thinking wow what do I you know one of those days where you're like why do I do what I do <laughs> um and I was picking a, a fiance up from work she works down in Tullamore and years ago I'd run an alpha um down in Tullamore which is only about half away from um, Mullingar half an hour away it, was, it wasn't even that long it was a couple of years ago and I'd met this kid during a, a Holy Spirit day um and um, I chatted to him and I could see just he was impacted by um, what we were chatting about um, and I, I seen him, he was heading to his, his final exam and his leaving sir. Uh, it was just recently. And um, so I, he stopped to chat to me and uh, he was just telling me about his life and different things. And I was asking him, you know, what was he doing? And, and then he, he asked me, are you still believing? He, he really had guts because not many young people would ask that, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I, said, I said, yeah, no, I'm still believing, you know, I kind of have to. No, it's not, not like that at all. Of course, I'm still believing, you know. Um, I love the Lord and, and stuff. And then he says to me, I said to him, sorry, are you still believing? Not really sure if he had ever believed, you know? And he said, yeah, no, I'm still believing. And then he said, I wish everyone could experience God the way I have, you know? Wow. And I was like, wow, just this sort of moment. I was like, wow, that's, that's incredible. I was just having this bad day, you know? And I was praying on the way over and all these things were running through my mind. And it was just such confirmation um, that we're in the right place. We're doing the right thing. And God is working on the seeds that we've sown. Um, and that's an encouragement if you're listening. I should say even if you, you, you've been working with young people or doing different, just sowing seeds. Um, the nature of our work here in Mullingar is very transient. We don't have a, a strong group, a big group of young people we work with week in, week out. We get a group for um, 11 or 12 weeks. And then um, we don't see them too much after. We just see them around the town. Mm. Um, 
So it's just so encouraging to hear those stories. So. It's it's beautiful, like that that idea of witness and the reality of it, and, and the kind of well, first of all, his kind of guts to say to you, "Are you still believing?" You know, uh, but but for you to be able to throw that back, and I think sometimes, you know, that idea of being able to lean on young people and say, you know, to actually challenge them on things, and you will be surprised by what they come back out yeah. with, and and yeah. um, all of that. So it's interesting. But the key to what you're saying there, I think, is I'm really interested in. You're talking about this ability to have them for you know a quarter essentially we're really going on the business model thing today but yeah, you got yeah. them for 12 weeks um and using uh, an alpha youth and kind of spending some time with them and kind of trying to build up that relationality with it and you're never quite sure what's happening but you feel like you're planting seeds if if nothing else you are planting a seed yeah. see as we know in the parable of the of the sower there's sower, the different yeah. kind of soils that go onto it but i just wonder like i suppose like for for churches that idea of if you know that there are people out there who are planting seeds and as you say, you know, you're talking about that one good adult as well, you know, maybe they're able to kind of tend to that seed, watering it every now and then and trying to do it. But it really does depend on the soil, doesn't it, that the young person is in. And, yeah. and for that young person to feel like they're not just landing on the rock or the path or the shallow soil, that to try and find that rich soil to help that young person feel like they are surrounded in rich, nurturing soil. It's almost like that you know, it would be amazing to, to feel if there were churches, as you say, if you're standing in between churches and young people, if, if, yeah. you know, you were able to deposit the young person after your 12 yes. weeks, knowing that you yes. have really planted that seed, that the nurturing soil that was around there was a life-giving and life-affirming one. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. It's a good, good, um, it's a good analogy. I, I really believe that what God wants to do at the moment is multi-generational. There's been movements in the past from what I've looked at, which is really, and often, you know, people say, hey, the future is the young person, the future is young people, and the future of the church is all about young people. But if we live like that, we'll never see unity, I don't think, in the church, because we'll always be focused on well, what are young people doing, um, and we'll maybe separate older generations from a move of God. Does that make sense? Like, the move of God comes, it works in, as God moves, he works in young people, yeah. But I, he also works in the, the mothers and the fathers of the faith and stuff. Um, so I think the, the soil, you know, the, I guess the older generations in the church has to be ready to receive young people. And to do that, they have to be willing to change. And they have to be willing to change some of the things that they maybe hold on to and to really major on the majors, minor on the minors, mm -hmm. um, as those once said. And the young people are going to need to be willing to honor what they're coming into um, and to honor generations of the Lord's work in the church um, in every denomination. And I think if we can see that willingness of the, uh, the soil to be to change, you know, as in you know, maybe older generations, those who are already there to change some things and the willingness of the young people coming in to honor. Um, I think that we'll really see God beginning to move powerfully in Ireland and in the church um, because there'll be a unity there with that. So, it, yeah, I think, I hope that kind of adds that. Yeah, that's the, what you're I, yeah, absolutely. The, the idea of unity is so important. The idea of not just giving young people everything and thinking, okay, well, if we're going to have young people in here, we have to kind of throw out everything. And that's not at yeah. all what it is, no. but there is a need, as you say, major on the major or minor on the minors. And just to make sure that we have our priorities right. And to try and yeah. find that safe nurturing soil um, for the young people that enables them to feel supported. Sometimes they might be left in the dark. That's the nature of a seed, but you know, they are supported and surrounded and, and that there are people who will be nurturing um, them as they kind of grow through. That's, that's a really nice um, image and um, it's uh, good to know. 
there's a couple of more questions that I have um, before we kind of finish up. I suppose one would be when you're kind of seeing the outlook of, of young people in Ireland today and you see the chances that we have to kind of reach out to them. Do you think the young people are challenged enough uh, around kind of what they accept as, as the wider culture? Do you think that? I think the church is not addressing some issues the way that we could. Uh, and that includes me um, in that. Some of the issues that are talked about in culture at the moment, we're probably not providing. Uh, someone once said the church is answering questions that the world isn't asking and where the young people aren't asking. I think young people are asking questions around certain issues, um, issues of sexuality, issues of um, to do with even the environment, even climate change, even though some Christians may not even agree with that, um, uh, issues around many different things. And the church is not actually entering into those conversations and saying, hey, we're going we're gonna to seek to actually um, provide truth here and to connect with the Lord and, and to, to, to communicate truth on a, a very, you know, in that kind of challenging way, but also the very relational way. So I think probably entering into those conversations, wherever they stand, look, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not providing an opinion here. I'm just saying entering into those conversations rather than avoiding it, I think is really important. It requires vulnerability, doesn't it? Like you're, yeah. you're never quite sure where the conversation is going to go. You're never quite yeah. sure where the only person is going to be on this, but actually, I suppose, entering into it uh, with the eyes of kind of faith or praying beforehand and then trying to go into I think you're right. Just having those opportunities to be able to have the, the Oracle conversations can be really helpful. Liam, looking forward with the eyes of faith, where do you see the Irish church in like five years time? Do you have hope in your heart or? Definitely. Yeah. I think it's like what we talked about really. I don't believe in young uh, teenage or like uh, churches just for young people. I believe in multi-generational churches uh, and I can't wait to see, you know, that the, what, what I said really with the, the honor and the change, it's this twofold, being able to be malleable, being able to change while also being, staying firm like that rock and um, the Benedictine monks use, use two, three, three in their root of life, you have three uh, words they use, which I can't remember right now. But anyway, two of the, one was basically the idea that they change and the idea that daily they change conversion and the other one was um, stability um, and then obedience as well. But the conversion, be a, daily being able to change while also staying stable. I think we're going to see a huge shift in the church over the next number of years where that we are actually going to enter into some of these questions. And it's going to be challenging. There's no, I, I, I have no doubt it's, there's going to be challenges. It's not going to be a walk in the park. Um, there's going to be challenges, um, big challenges. But as we face those challenges together, I think that um, we'll see, you know, just tons, just many, many young people come to faith and a real transformation um, of, of Ireland over the probably further along the line over maybe 20, 30, 40 years. Um, but that the seeds have been sowed over the last five years and will be sown over the next five years. And we'll see this transformation over the next 40, 50 years. Beautiful that that idea the paradox between stability but daily conversion and it's it's one of the again the paradox of like the the Christian life uh, yeah. it's it's not an easy thing but it's a really interesting thing. Thank you for uh, your time today. I really appreciate it. It's been it's My been pleasure. really great to kind of uh, delve into some of these questions. Would you pray for those listening? We don't know who's listening uh, or where they're at in a particular time or where they're at on their journey with kind of engaging with young people uh, or there might be some young people themselves listening. Would you pray for us, please? For sure. Father, I just thank you for uh, everyone listening. Uh, I just ask for your presence to just uh, comfort their hearts. Um, and I ask that they would be given the courage uh, to daily 
be converted, conversion um, in the Lord, but also to stay stable um, in the things of the Lord, the word of God um, and teaching and everything. I just pray for the church in Ireland, Lord. I pray for a profound supernatural ability to reach young people all across the land. Um, and I pray that the seeds that we've sown um, as uh, youth workers all across Ireland uh, will be watered and we'll see a massive um, harvest of those. I pray for unity. I pray that um, God would un you would unite uh, our church across denominations um, to work together for the common vision um, of who you are and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Beautiful prayer. Thank you so much uh, for your time. Liam Burke of Youth for Christ Ireland. Really appreciate it. Uh, and we look forward to chatting again soon, please, God. Thanks so much, John.